Amen. And there's no place I would rather be than in the arms of Jesus. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Deacon Brown. Amen. That's the only good goodie. Yeah. Amen. Falling in love with Jesus. If you have your Bibles, why don't you turn with me to the uh, book of Romans, the sixth chapter. Um, Minister Marquita uh, read for you the scripture um, um, this morning. Um, and she read it from the New King James Version. Um, if you're able to, amen, I know some of us have our phones with us and some of us have our actual written Bibles with us, but I want to read from the New Living Translation, that portion of scripture. All right, Romans 6, the sixth chapter, verses 11 through 17. And I want to read from the New Living Translation. Amen. The record of God says, So you also should consider yourselves to be dead to the power of sin and alive to God through Christ Jesus. Do not let sin control the way you live. Do not give in to sinful desires. Do not let any part of your body become an instrument of evil to serve sin. Instead, give yourselves completely to God, for you were dead, but now you have a new life. So use your whole body as an instrument to do what is right for the glory of God. Sin is no longer your master, for you no longer live under the requirements of the law. Instead, you live under the freedom of God's grace. Well then, since God's grace has set us free from the law, does that mean that you can go on sinning? Of course not. Do you realize that you become the slave of whatever you choose to be? You choose to obey? You can be a slave to sin, which leads to death, or you can choose to obey God, which leads to righteous living. Thank God, once you were slaves of sin, but now you wholeheartedly obey his, this teaching we have given you. Thus ends the reading of God's holy word. And from that portion of scripture, I like to use the subject, self-check. Self-check. Okay. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Now, imagine, imagine coming home one day to find a stain in your brand new living room carpet. Amen. Now, I know some of us have the hardwood floors now, but some of us still have some carpet or we have a floor rug, amen, to put down. So if you have a floor rug, a long floor rug that you put down, imagine if you came home and you know, that carpet is brand new and somebody has spilled, it's white and somebody spilled Kool-Aid, amen, oh. or grape juice, oh. or, amen, or lemonade, or cherry. the cherry kind, amen, amen, or your white carpet, or your beige carpet, or your, your new carpet, period, amen. And the worst thing is, they ain't even really clean it up well, oh. amen. So now the stain looks worse, <laughs> amen. But imagine, imagine you coming home and seeing that. You try everything possible to take out the discoloration, but nothing seems to work. Then someone gives you a special formula guaranteed to remove even the worst of stains. The spot remover is so powerful that it not only takes out the blotch, but it also protects the carpet from ever being blemished again. This is what God does with our sins. Christ's excruciating death on the cross forever blotted out our unrighteousness. No sin is too deep, no stain too dark, that God cannot cleanse us to a brilliant white 
through the precious blood of Jesus. Amen. Because you received Christ, God wants you to have a great life and an abundant life. But it will take some work on your part. So check. Amen. All right. so, so let me ask this. How do or did you get good grades in school or in your case college? Right? You put in the work. Right? You studied. You completed your assignments. And you took a test that reflected the amount of work you, um, that you put in. So tests are for measuring the skill, the knowledge, the intelligence, capacities, or aptitude of an individual or a group. Now, for some of us, at some point during the year, um, you, you get an evaluation at work. Amen? All right? You get a, you get a performance evaluation. Um, what you do... Um, uh, what do you do to have an excellent evaluation that comes with a potential raising your salary, praise the Lord, right? You make sure that all your assignments are completed. And in a performance review, the managers evaluate an individual's overall performance. They identify their strengths and their weaknesses, they offer feedback, and they help them to set goals, right? Employees typically can ask questions um, and share feedback with their manager. I'm talking about a self-check now. There are two kinds of lies. Now, some of y'all are going to know this from our cell, cell ministry. There are two kinds of lies, the self-directed life and the Christ-directed life. Amen? The self-directed is a life with self in control. Y'all got me? A self-directed life is a life with self in control. And it depicts a stressful and possibly or soon to be chaotic life. Jonathan McReynolds said, you can choose to have my days characterized by my own desires. The ones influenced by lack, by hormones, hallelujah, competition, uh, what I ate last night, or what I watch on TV. But those desires are often running in the opposite direction of what God desires for us. But a Christ-centered life with Jesus is a life where uh, a Christ-centered life is a life where Jesus Christ is in control. All right. It's a balanced and orderly life with a potential for rich, productive experiences. It doesn't mean that you won't go through hard times. It doesn't mean that you won't have bad days. Right. It doesn't mean that you won't um, that that you uh, that you won't suffer. But what it does mean is that you won't look like what you've been through. All right. All right. Amen. Yeah. The, and what it, what it does mean is that in spite of the bad days, He will make sure that it's balanced out with a lot more good days. So, right. And in spite of what you uh, uh, something that you've been through that has that made you suffer, He will allow. Oh, y'all don't hear me. A, 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 a Christ-controlled, a, a Christ-centered life will, will help you to, to be able to praise God even on your worst days. A, a Christ-centered life will allow you to lift up Jesus in spite of not feeling like you want to. A Christ-centered life, amen, will, will make you testify of the goodness of the Lord to 
Uh, a Christ-centered life won't allow the uh, exterior or the uh, the world to to subject you to a life that 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 causes you to um, be out of the will of God. Amen. Can I can I help you out? There, there's a lot of things that we see on TV. Amen. There's a lot of movies. Ooh, all you got to do is stream some Netflix, some Hulu. Amen. Yeah. Amen. There were there were some things that would cause you to make you even think about doing something. But you gotta remember that's Hollywood. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. I pray to God that people don't start doing some of the things that they do on criminal minds. Oh, <laughs> it's Hollywood. <laughs> Amen. Because we be in trouble. Listen, sometimes I watch, let me tell you something. This is what happens when you are when you are uh when you're a self-directed life. You watch certain things. And then those certain things start to creep in your mind. You start to have thoughts, right? And, and so after a while, you know, as I'm going to bed, I got a lock on my door. Deacon Brown said, why are you locking the door? I don't know if somebody's going to try to get me. <laughs> I lock all the doors. Amen. I lock our door. I lock the, the other door. Uh, the, the door when you first come in, because we got a Jack and Jill kind of room. I lock that door, so if they try to get into my bedroom door, they can't get into the other door that's next to me. And then I lock the bathroom door, too. Amen. I got an escape room as well. <laughs> that's because I've been watching Will Trick. <laughs> that's because I've been watching some of these movies. Amen. And these thoughts start to get in my mind. And I'm thinking somebody coming to another and trying to get me. <laughs> See what happens? Bishop just went to another level, right? Yeah. Can you imagine watching some? If I'm doing that and I'm watching a criminal show, right? Um, and because I I watch too much FBI, FBI, FBI International, Amen, and FBI, FBI Most Wanted, Amen. By the time you finish FBI. International takes you to one level. Most want to take you to, oh my God. <laughs> oh my goodness. I'm scared now. Now can you imagine if you're watching that, what that does to you, right? But if you're watching other things that cause you to sin in a different way or causes you to, um, to act in a certain way, Right, because some of these, um, what do you call them? Them, them uh, uh, what do you call them? Women. They got all these different series now. The Housewives, Lord have mercy, drama. And sometimes we we forget that that's Hollywood. Yeah. Amen. And that they they set it up for them to have more drama than is necessary. And now you coming home giving your husband drama. Yeah. Now you coming home giving your wife drama because y'all watching Housewives. Yeah. But sometimes, sometimes the things that we listen to, the things that we watch, can cause us to sin. Amen. Amen. Because we allow them to, to be a part of who we are. So that's why we've got to be careful. A self-controlled life is always careful yeah. about those things. So maybe I ought to stop watching them. Yeah. International. <laughs> if it's going to be the most wanted. Most wanted, I'm telling you, it, it just takes me most wanted. By the time I get done, I'm, I'm, I'm like at every door. <laughs> but we've got to be careful. What does it, what, what faults and desires
your faith? What, what thoughts and desires steal your peace? What thoughts and desires compromise your joy? And what are and are they worth the cost? If we look at verses 11, um, well, let me ask you this before that. When was the last time you did a spiritual self-check? When we look at verses uh, as, as Christians, according to verse 11, it tells us how we should live. Go with me, and I, I'll be done, and I'm going to be done soon. Amen. Look at verse 11. It, it says, it says, so you should also consider yourselves to be dead to the power of sin and alive through alive to God through Jesus Christ. Now we are, we already know that we all want to sin and we come short of the glory of God. But what it says here is that, that you consider yourselves to be dead to the power of sin. It doesn't mean that you're not going to sin. But you're not going to allow sin to have power over you. That, that means that you're going to constantly be working on trying to get better. Trying to do better. When, when you think about the sin, you're going to consider it before you do it. Amen. Can, can I, can I, are y'all with me? You're not just going to go do the sin. Because now it doesn't have power over you. So now you're thinking about it. You're contemplating it. You're, you're considering it. And now before you do it, you're thinking about what it may cost you. You're thinking about how God may not be pleased with you. So it doesn't have power over you. So you can control it now. Now I know sometimes when you, you know, when I see a mouse run across the floor unexpectedly, you know, something may come out. Uh-oh, uh-oh. Watch yourself, watch yourself. No, no, I ain't the only one. Watch yourself, Because if y'all hit your knee against a metal. <laughs> but it doesn't mean that we got to sin always. And thank God for repentance. Yeah, yeah. Amen. Thank God that we can repent. But we're trying our best not to sin. Yeah. And so the next time that the mouse runs across the floor unexpectedly, even though I may say something that I normally don't say, I'm going to ask God to forgive me this time and then ask him to help me the next time. Yeah. 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 Like, like give, me, give me forewarning, God. <laughs> Show me that he's messing around in the laundry room. <laughs> Let me know that he's, that he's in some trash. <laughs> give me forewarning so that I won't sin. Huh? I'm trying to help you out because that's what sometimes we've got to do. Let me know when it's coming. Let me know when it's around the corner. Prepare my heart, God, so that I don't sin. Help me so that I know that the threat is about to show up and I need to be able to prepare my heart so I don't sin. Yeah, no, we can ask God for advance warning so that we don't sin. That's all right. That's all right. That's what verse 11 tells us. It tells us how to live. And, and, then, and then if we go into verse 12 and, and verse uh, 13 and 14, it tells us about our responsibility. Verse 12 says, do not let sin control the way you live. Yeah. Do not give in to your sinful desires. Amen. It's telling you to do that. Do not let any part of your body become an instrument of evil to serve sin. Instead, give yourself completely to God, for you were dead, but now you have a new life. 
So use your whole body. That means not only your, your thoughts, but your mouth. All right. Amen. Because you know your mouth can cause you to sin. All right. All right. Amen. All right. uh, use your whole body as an instrument to do what is right for the glory of God. Sin is no longer your master. Come on now, no matter what the devil says, it's no longer your master. For you no longer live under the requirements of the law. Instead, you live under the freedom of grace. Sin can't tell you what to do. Sin can't direct your life. Sin doesn't have to be the forefront of your daily activities. You have control. You have freedom because of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah, somebody.
an evaluation, I'm sorry, a performance evaluation on ourselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you look more like Christ? Because that should be the ultimate goal, to look more like him. And so when you do that self-check, how far away are you? If you're here and Christ is here, where are you? Are you in the middle? Are you a little bit to the to the right? Or are you further down to the are you further down to the left? A little bit to the left? Or are you more a little bit closer to the right? And you better stand here. That's where your needle is. Your needle only moved up just two points. <laughs> but verse 17. Verse 17 says, But thank God, once you were slaves of sin, but now you wholeheartedly obey this teaching that we have given to you. Thank God. Thank God. Elder Charles said, I'm, I'm not what I used to be. Thank God that I'm starting to obey God's word. Thank God that I read the scriptures a little differently than I used to. Thank God. That I'm concerned about living for the kingdom. Thank God that his word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my pathway. Thank God that I believe that God will lift me through his word. Thank God that his word is dwelling in me richly. Thank God that his word is helping me to see my life differently. Thank God that because of the, I'm obeying his teachings, I see people differently than I used to see them. Thank God. That because I'm reading it and studying his word, that I see my life differently than I used to see it. Thank God! That because of God's word, I am greater. Thank God! Because of God's word, I'm more than a conqueror. Thank God! Because of God's word, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Thank God! Because of God's word, I walk in the spirit and not according to the flesh. Thank God! Go ahead. Because of his word, I am more than what I thought I could be. Yes. Yes. I am wonderfully and fearfully made. And I see myself differently. And because I see myself differently, the enemy cannot, cannot control my thoughts and make me think I am less than what I am. Yes, yes. Thank God. Yes, yes. That I'm obeying his word now. Yes. And so now that I'm obeying his word, I can do a self-check yes, yes. without feeling guilty. Yes. Yes, God. Yes. Do you hear me? Yes. Huh? I can do a self-check without feeling guilty. Yes. Have you ever been nervous before your performance evaluation? No. Huh? You you nervous, right? You nervous. You nervous. Because you're wondering what your boss is going to say. Because mm -hmm. you, you know you lay all the time. <laughs> you're, you're alive, but you, you know, you, you click in, but you're not working. Come on now. <laughs> huh? We be nervous before we go to that performance evaluation because we're, we're afraid of what the boss is going to say. We're going to afraid, we're going to afraid. And most of all, let me tell you something. You know what's most important to us? We just care about the money. Right? We want to get a good evaluation so that we can 
pay more money. Amen. That's, that's, that's the really the bottom line. Come on, now be honest, right? We want a good evaluation so that we can get more money. That's the bottom line. So I'm going to do whatever I need to do so that I can get a good evaluation so that you can give me a raise. <laughs> what we do is self-check with the Holy Spirit. You may be nervous. But you want to be able to make sure that you are checking all the things that he wants you to do in your life. And that you are working according to his will. That you set goals. That you have um, helped um, uh, build the kingdom. Because you know what our raise is? Our raise is not just blessings here on earth. But our raise is that when this earthly body leaves this tabernacle, our raise is that we get to spend eternity with God. And that's why I need to do a self-check. Because I never know when my day is going to come. When I am going to be evaluated and he's going to say, come on child, it's time to come home. And what I want to hear is not all the things that your boss may tell you now. What I want to hear is, well done, good and faithful servant. Come on, the doors of the church are open.